Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio with Linda Prater. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Each week with intriguing guests and topics, we'll bring you fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging a shift to new, healthier perspectives. Wise Health for Women Radio, helping women thrive. And now here's your host, Linda Prater. Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. We are delighted that you've joined us today. As you know, we talk with guests who are wonderful at helping us to thrive, how to flourish after 40, all of those things that we really ascribe to it, Wise Health for Women Radio. And one of the things we're going to talk about today with a wonderful guest is how will you fuel your joy today? You know, joy is not the same thing as happiness. And if you keep an eye out for it, you can find joy in just about anything that you're doing or if you're doing nothing at all. And I think it's such a vital, important part of life. And we're going to be talking today to Dr. Katie Henry. She's a total underachiever. She's a transformational life and business coach, an intuitive healer, physical therapist, author, and speaker. And she clearly finds time to put joy in her busy life, so we need to be able to put it into ours. Katie, welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. Thank you so much, Linda. I'm excited to be here. Well, I look at that list of all of your titles and and accomplishments, and it's daunting, but I meant it. If you can find a way to feel your joy and you're this busy, I think we can all learn from you. So I would love to talk about a, a wide variety, but... But let's stick with how important joy is to our lives, how it adds a richness. Oh my gosh, I feel like I could talk about this for hours, but I think that one of the most important things, and honestly, one of the things that I've um, taken from all of the different things I do is is that you can truly find joy in anything that you do. And, you know, before I did a lot of my coaching work, um, I worked with children and I still do. Um, but I think you look at children and you look at, especially a toddler and you just see this joy. Mm -hmm. And like you said earlier, it's not just happiness, joy. And if you look at it on like an energetic, emotional scale, it's, right up there at the top. It's just below enlightenment. So, I mean, if we're all striving for that, joy is up there. But I think something that we all forget, especially as we get older, is that joy is our natural state. It's something we've experienced um, at some point in our life. And even if you think of when a child is born, it's not a cry. It's like this, yes, I'm here. I'm alive. (laughs) And that's what we have. And we have it within us. And I think that a lot of us forget that. Mm -hmm. So it... That's why I love talking about this because it is something innate and it is something in us. us. It's our birthright. It is an experience that we get to have and we get to have it in any way that that manifests and shows up for each person in their life because joy can look different for me as it does for you, as it does for everyone who's listening, but it doesn't matter what it looks like. It's the experience and the feeling of it. And I think that's the most important thing to kind of take away from it. Well, I agree with everything you said. And yet I think there are a lot of people who are so busy being busy Mm -hmm. that they often don't recognize the joy. And so when you talk about joy, you hear instead uh, a litany of drudgery. Well, I I didn't have time for that today. I did this, 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 and this. And we do get accustomed to our chaos, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned children. I think that 
a two-year-old is about as unfiltered as you're going to get. That's where you get this wonderful um, liter- literate um, translation of when you have a conversation with them. And you find yourself laughing because the innocence of the child and the openness of the question, are, they're wonderful. And we forget about that. I think it's very possible, and I've said this on several shows, that you can see the boy inside the man. As women, I think it's a little bit harder, perhaps culturally speaking, you tell me what you think, but I think it's harder sometimes to bring out or let free the little girl inside the woman. What do you think about that? Oh, I 100% agree. And I think that, especially as women, because we take on this natural, you know, caregiver role mm-hmm. by just being a woman, it's that we have to spend so much of our time making sure that everyone else is okay. So we can't tap into that little girl that, you know, wants to run through the fields or jump in puddles or like, you know, blow bubbles and, you know, all those little fun, playful things that toddlers do because, oh, we're not supposed to do that. We have to make (laughs) sure that everyone else is okay. And, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm keeping it all together for everybody else. But in reality, we're, craving that that playfulness that joy that excitement and so I think that I mean it's it's kind of a double-edged sword I would say is because our nature is to be caring and making sure that everyone's okay but our nature is also like "Ah, I just want to run free and go do what what I used to do when I was little and I didn't have to worry so much and so it's this like interesting duality that some people feel that, you know, you can't have both and they can't coexist, but I disagree and I, be, I believe that you can have a little bit of both and you can find that fun and joy in the responsibility of making sure that everyone else is okay. I think you're right. And I think women tend to overthink things too. And I think one of the joys of getting older is that you're much more in tune with what makes you joyful or what you find joy in, or you seek more joy. I know mm-hmm. that as I've gotten older, I seek more joy. I I find myself laughing at the smallest things that you see. So uh, as you're watching a toddler jump in that mud puddle and the mother is really not happy that the child just did that because they're envisioning dirty laundry and all mm-hmm. sorts of you know work tasks. I, on the other hand, am enjoying it. And yet, when you say to that mother, you know, you will miss those days that was sheer joy, suddenly the mom gives a big grin and comes back to the moment. Mm -hmm. So I think we can help other women um, if we've passed through that phase ourselves with young children to let them realize that, you know, this is a lovely time of life and that don't blink because it goes so quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think you just brought up a really beautiful, powerful point in what you just shared, Linda, is that it is it is being present in the moment because when you're present in the moment, you appreciate the joy and the simple little things. Mm-hmm. And you also kind of realize that how simple life can be and how all of this stuff that we accumulate, um, whether it's physical, physical stuff, quote unquote, or emotional baggage or any of that stuff. Or both. 
it or both, it all actually doesn't really matter because it's those moments of of laughter, of joy, of connection with other people and being present that we actually are truly going for. And what what we really want out of the big scheme of life, I was actually just talking with someone about this um, yesterday, and I think this is where all of my different trainings and jobs and roles mm-hmm. in my life kind of play in in you know and come together is that connection is what we all really want right. but we can't fully connect if we're not fully present and giving yourself that time to just actually be will allow you to connect more with yourself but more with every other person in your life and and it manifest it shows up not only in work in family in relationships but mm-hmm. also your health how you treat your body how you take care of your body how you take care of your mind and your thoughts and your spirit all of those different pieces it really the more present you are in the moment the more you can appreciate what you actually truly need and you said this earlier as well and i wanted to circle back to it but as women we're also very intuitive and mm-hmm. we do know what we actually need and what we desire and what what we want but we spend so much time and i mean i'm 100% guilty of this i'm not saying we that both we are. do this but we spend so much time planning or over analyzing or like replaying a story of something we did 14 million years ago that right. oh what if i said this differently but again none of that really matters because what is what is most important is that present moment and listening to what we intuitively want, need, desire, or want to experience in that moment. And that's one of the biggest gifts as women that we have. So let's mm-hmm. use it. I completely agree with that. And I think we have a lot of power, not power in the general sense of power, but I think that women are imbued with qualities that allow them to both nurture to lead, to empathize, to pass on. And I, I think all of those things are gifts. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we probably take them for granted 90% of the time. But if you stop and think of the people you touch each day, I'm one of those people, my children groaned when we would go into the grocery store anywhere because they say, you don't know that person. Why are you talking to them? I intentionally purposefully interact with people because I think though we are so connected these days we're not and I've watched it hasn't backfired on me yet I'm waiting for it to do so but when I talk to people while waiting in the grocery store line or something there are a lot of lonely people in the world and if you simply reach out and start a conversation or make a comment about something you get interaction and that smile can carry you through. And I say that because I know it's helped me when somebody has done that to me. Do you think that we are reaching out as much as we possibly could to help other people without consciously doing it? Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. And I'm sitting over here smiling as you're saying this because uh, it's so, as cheesy as it sounds, my goal every day is to make someone else smile or laugh. That's my goal too. (laughs) 
<laughs> but it can be that person in the grocery store. It, it can, can be, you know, it doesn't matter, but that's that's what we want. And so those those connections, those little moments that, yeah, people roll their eyes at, oh my gosh, why are you striking up that conversation? That's what we all want. And as connected as we are with the internet and technology, we don't have that same human connection that we right. really deeply desire. Does that always have to be in person? No, but it's genuine and real connection that a lot of us don't always get. And I think that the reason why you strike up conversations with people and the reason why I do the same thing is because we're showing up as ourselves and being real and true and authentic from that space. And that's when people find the joy in those moments with us. Perfect. And we're right up against a break. We will be back right after a few messages. Don't go away. We'll be back with Katie Henry after the break. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Did you know that the average teenager drinks twice as much soda as milk? Since 1983, sugar consumption in the U.S. is up 28%. Why is that? There are several reasons, but one of the most common is soft drinks. 20-ounce beverages have become the norm, and it's not surprising to find that 43% of our sugar comes from drinks. Sugar is blamed for poor nutritional diets. USDA data shows that people whose diets are high in added sugar eat less calcium, fiber, iron, protein, and many other important nutrients. Fat-free foods are also a culprit. Since sugar is fat-free, many people tend to think it's okay to eat as much as they want. Remember that just because a food is fat-free does not mean that it's calorie-free also. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. According to Health Day, nearly half of all sports injuries suffered by middle and high school age children are due to overuse. Several sports that used to be seasonal are now becoming year-round, and the child uses the same muscles and motion over and over again and can sustain injuries. People think playing year-round is supposed to make them better, but more isn't always better. Young kids are a lot more vulnerable because they have cartilage that's soft, muscles that are weak, and they're still growing. Physical activity is important for children and adults alike. Just be sure that you are cross-training and doing several different types of activities so that overuse injuries do not happen to you or your children. Keep your children on the field or court and out of the operating room. I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Wise Health for Women Radio. We're continuing our conversation with Dr. Katie Henry. Today we give a big welcome to our new sponsor, Noom. Noom, spelled N-O-O-M, is a customized weight loss action plan for today's busy world. Stop dieting and start a weight loss journey that actually goes somewhere with Noom. If you're like me, weight loss or achieving your goals is about habits and our responses to life's events, large and small. Noom is a phone app that gives you 24-7 access to your personal coach and support group while using psychology to manage poor habits and replace them with new healthy habits, all without feeling deprived. 
You can choose the personality type of coach you want. I chose a positive booster rather than a drill sergeant. But of course, you can select what you know motivates you. We're all different, and Noom provides a quick survey to identify your habits, stress points, exercise level, and nutrition choices. Spending just 10 minutes a day with your customized, tailored course gives you nutritionists, psychologists, and physicians all on your smartphone. Whether you need support to encourage more exercise, to eat more cleanly, or to redirect your stress, Noom is there for you. Wellness is so important to quality of life, and you now have Noom to walk this path with you. Join the 45 million people who've taken the first step toward a healthier, successful lifestyle with Noom. Go to Noom.com forward slash wisehealth right now to get your first two weeks of Noom for free, plus 50% off your subscription. That's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash wisehealth to start your two-week free trial and get half off your subscription. Noom.com forward slash wisehealth. Start today. One of your big gifts is being able to help people transform their lives and to change in ways that are positive for them. So I want to make sure that we give enough time to you throughout each of the segments to provide tips and uh, suggestions for people to try maybe if they haven't done things. I think after 40, you're more willing to try new things because you realize you've tried some, you've failed some, you learned a lot. And I, I want to make sure we give you room for that. So anything come to mind right away that you want to share? Absolutely. I think one of my favorite things to talk about and teach on is um, when we talk about joy and people are like, okay, that sounds great, but let's be real. Like, how can I actually do this in my life? Right. Um, But I think that, like I said in the beginning is this is a natural state. This is something that you have experienced before in your life. And so I always ask people to do what I call your joyful activities list. Mm -hmm. So it's to write down things that you know you can do that are going to bring you into this state of joy. And when I say joy, I mean like what we were describing with a toddler, this like uninhibited freedom, Mm -hmm. like fun feeling, playfulness, and something that where you just feel like you are on top of the world and nothing can knock you down. So that can be a myriad of things that can be, you know, a song, it can be reaching out to someone, it can be looking at a picture, reading a quote, you know, moving. I always, movement, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's because I'm a physical therapist, but movement is a way for me to just get in my body. And, you know, we brought this up earlier is that we tend to, as women, overthink and overanalyze. So when we get out of our head and into our body and connect, it allows us to then get into that higher energetic state that that state of joy. So you're just writing down things that bring you joy, but also the reason why I have people do this is because when you're not in that state of joy, because when you're feeling good, you're like, I'm on top of the world, anything's great. (laughs) But life happens, right? And so- How do you shift out of that? And I think that this is one of the most powerful and practical things is you have this list and you can go to it when like we all have bad days or maybe you're just stuck and you're kind of depressed and you're feeling down, Mm -hmm. but you can say, you know what? These are 5, 10, 20 things I can do and just do one of those activities to get into the state of joy. And what happens is you start to feel better and then you think about, you know, your day and your life and you're like, man, 
I want to feel this way more. So what happens is the more you start to shift into this energy of joy, what I like to call, mm-hmm. the more you experience that in your life and then you become, people are always like, oh my gosh, you're this positive, high energy, like joyful person. And I said, it's because I fully embody what I believe, but I am in that state that I desire. But I also want everyone to know that it's not like I don't have bad days, but I allow myself to get out of that more quickly. So mm-hmm. it's to write down these joyful activities, things that you can shift into, and then asking yourself. So that's one thing. The other thing is to wake up in the morning and honestly ask yourself a question of how do I want to feel today? It's do a you choice. Want to feel- you know, right. it's a choice. Right. So you can choose how you want to feel. And and I say this working with people that have been in horrible, dire situations. You know, I worked in trauma rehab for a long time mm-hmm. and I saw people whose lives changed in an instant. And you would look at them and say, gosh, how are they not depressed? Being in a wheelchair cannot move from the neck down or anything. Mm-hmm. And those are some of the happiest people that I've had the opportunity to meet and connect with because they find the joy in the simple things, but they choose how they want to show up and you choose how you get to show up. And and I think that the language that we use is really important. Instead of saying, I have to do this, I want to do this or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's, I get to, I choose to do X, Y, and Z. So you ask yourself, how do I want to feel? I choose to feel happy. I choose to feel free. I choose to feel joyful. And if joy doesn't resonate with you, fine, but choose a feeling and an emotion that you connect with. And Mm -hmm. then experience that every single day, even if it's for a glimmer, a little snippet of a moment, and you're going to start to recognize and realize that actually that's innately what you want. So you're going to do more things that bring you that feeling more often throughout your day and then throughout your life. And that's how you can shift from, uh, you know, quote unquote, more down and depressed or low energy state of your life to being in this, you know, positive energy. And then the last thing I want to share on that Mm -hmm. really quick is that you, if you're feeling really down, one of the best things you can do to shift quickly is to furiously move around like a crazy person as fast as you can for about 30 seconds. Right. And whenever I ask people to do this, they look at me like I have 15 heads, but I'm like, seriously, (laughs) run in place, flail your arms around, scream, yell, do whatever, move really quickly. There is no way that you can think in that moment because Mm -hmm. your body is so focused on rapid movements. And then after for 30 seconds, you move quickly is place your hands on your heart, close your eyes and take a few deep breaths. And say to yourself, I'm okay, I'm alive. And you can connect to that feeling and that heartbeat and say, okay, it's all going to be okay. And you shift your body and your energy and you start to connect again to your body, to your feeling, to the senses. So those are three really Those are big ones. No, but also real, real things that you can do. And I, what I want everyone who's, who's listening to hear is that that can take one minute. You can do that rapid movement, closing your eyes and breathing. That can take one minute. And that can be one of the most powerful ways you shift on a daily basis. Asking yourself, how do I want to feel today? What can I do to bring me joy? And then looking at those activities and actually doing it. These don't have to be drastic changes, but these small, simple things are radical shifts that can transform your life. And it doesn't cost a dime. No. 
No, and I, th- I think you're you're making a very wise point, though, about we all have down days. We all have days that are less bright and sparkly than others. It wouldn't be life if it weren't some ups and some downs. And yet, we don't have to stay there. But one of the things that people have a very hard time doing is recognizing that they do have a choice. And I think a lot of people take more trying to change other people than mm-hmm. trying to change themselves. In reality, you can't change other people, but you can change you and how you respond to people. So I, I find that sometimes you probably, by working with people, have to do two shifts. One, shift them onto focus of what you personally can change, I personally can change, versus how you can change an environment. Because so many people, unfortunately, accept their lives rather than live their lives. Mm, That is so true. Very true. And I think one thing to remember is as you shift yourself, you are going to shift the people around you. Right naturally. So like you, the example you said about, you know, smiling at someone or having a conversation with someone at the grocery store, by you doing that and you shifting yourself, you're impacting that person. And then also it's going to send this ripple effect into how they then treat the next customer or how they then interact with the next person in their day. So by changing yourself, you are actually changing all of the other people around you. But if you try so much to change the other person, then you're, you're not actually doing what is the most powerful thing. And especially kind of going back to this whole conversation about women and being people pleasers and trying to help other people. The best way you can help other people is by helping yourself. And I say Mm -hmm. this coming from a, what I call recovering perfectionist, people pleaser, overachieving, crazy person, (laughs) but you're talking to another, (laughs) but the more I did for myself, the more I was able to show up in all of the different work that I do, but the more more able I was to impact people on a deeper level because I was so much more connected to me, my joy, my energy, but also what made me me. And that is, you know, a pretty happy person who wants to make an impact on other people's lives. So if we want to make an impact on other people in a positive way, the best thing we can do is to make these shifts and changes in ourselves. So let's go to where I'm, I'm imagining a listener is thinking right now. I can picture someone exactly. And they would say, well, that's fine, well, and good. She's all very enlightened. She's got her joy <laughs> down, but she doesn't live my life. And so she can't possibly understand how I can't fit that in. I can barely shower. So I can only choose to get up and go to work, etc. I'm I'm serious when I ask you this question because I know that people think these things. Mm-hmm. And you already gave one example that will take less than one minute for people to change. And how do you impress upon them if they're always outward focused instead of inward focused? So step one would be taking them out from outward into inward. Step two would be now let's work with you because I, women are just always, always trying to do everything all the Mm -hmm. time. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's overkill. Right. So where would you go first for the person that says, I don't have time to shower. I don't have time to choose because I don't have choices. Yes, you do. Right. Is, is how can you choose in 
even the mundane day-to-day activities that you mm-hmm. do, you know, how can you find, what I like to, like, how can you find the joy in these simple things? And if you're sitting here like, okay, Katie, I'm sitting at a desk job from nine to five. There's no way I can do this. Hey, I've been there. I worked when I, the hospital that I worked in, I was there 14 hours a day and I loved my work and it was a lot though. And I would come mm-hmm. home exhausted, but also trying to, you know, have a relationship, be a friend, be a family, you know, all these things. I understand. I've totally been there. But I think is what we, number one, that that knowledge that you do have a choice, but how can you make these mundane activities a little bit more fun? You know, something as simple as what you wear. And I know this, oh, this is no, not, no, I resonate with that because <laughs> on the wait, down days I wear the brightest colors I have. Exactly. You know, <laughs> a little pop of color or like putting on a smell that makes you smile or reminds you of somebody or, you know, a comfy sweater that mm-hmm. just makes you think of that time when you were off, you know, on a vacation um, in the mountains looking at the snowfall or little things that connect you to those joyful and more positive sensations, feelings, emotions. We are energetic, emotional beings in this like human experience. And our our bodies are a powerful tool, but our bodies can also get in the way sometimes, right? And our minds can get in the way sometimes. But we can allow ourselves to find these emotions and these experiences and these connections at any moment in our day. So when you're feeling this like stress, overwhelm, just find these moments where you can connect to the, the things that feel good. And now we go to another break. Well done, Katie. I'm going to let you close the segment next time. We'll be right back after these short messages. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. year, the United States Postal Service successfully ships over 160 billion packages and letters, with bills traveling through the mail at twice the speed of checks. Automated sorting machines read zip codes and directs the mail to the proper destination. But last year, they failed to read some 2.4 billion pieces of mail, all because of cacography. That's bad handwriting. So what happens to all that errant mail? The post office hires more than 700 postal clerks to decipher the most difficult ones. When a sorting machine discovers an illegible address, it scans and sends a digital image to the clerk's computers. Amazingly, the average clerk can crack the code in just three seconds. Not everyone can keep up, though, as management at the post office is always pushing the envelope. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Did you ever build a treehouse when you were a kid? What if I told you there are now treehouses for adults popping up all over the world? These abodes among the leaves feature running water, kitchens, bathrooms, and living areas. Best of all, these houses are nature-friendly, as a new breed of treehouse architects have created ingenious ways to secure the houses to the branches and trunk without hurting the tree. Of course, if you are going to live in a tree, you can't have batophobia. That's the fear of falling. I guess living in a treehouse can bring out the child in you. 
A paraprostokian is a figure of speech that uses a cliché to set the bait, followed by a linguistic surprise. We never really grow up. We only learn how to act in public. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Wise Health for Women Radio. Um, Katie and I were talking on the break, which I always wish that you could hear because lots of good stories go on during there. But Katie, share one of the stories that you shared with me during the break. So, oh my gosh, I was saying this to you, Linda. I was like, I have so many stories I can tell. But um, I think something that kind of circling back to what we were talking about is like, okay, Katie, this sounds great, but how do I make this happen in my real life? But my client, actually, her name is also Katie, um, but she told me, you know, I really want to make a big change in my life. Things are not where they want to be, where I want them to be with my with my career, my health. You know, she had been overweight. She had a relationship, but it was just not to the place where she wanted to be. Her job was super stressful, and she just felt like something wasn't right. And so, you know, we worked together, we talked, and all that kind of stuff, and doing a lot of these things that we've been when talking about today, but one of the most beautiful things that she shared with me, and we had been working together for a while, but she called me one day and said, oh my gosh, Katie, it clicked and I have to tell you something that happened to me. So we had gotten to something that I like to do for for people, and we haven't even touched on this today, but is really getting clear on what you want and how you want to feel. So joy is a huge word for me. Mm-hmm. But for her, what we we found was that it was being seen. And she had put on excess weight. She had been in negative relationships. All of these things because she didn't want to be fully seen for who she was. Mm. And as soon as that clicked for her, she said, she called, you know, we had had a call. And then she called me, I think, two days later and was like, Katie, I have to tell you this. She had had a sty on her eye that mm-hmm. had been kind of blocking this film thing. And she'd gone to all these doctors and they couldn't understand why it was there and why it wasn't going away. And she'd had medications and all this stuff. The day after we discovered that what she truly wanted was to be seen, the sty fell off. Oh my. And she said that I can finally see me. And she's like, I looked at myself in the mirror and said, I see me and the person that I want to be and where I want to go and how I want to feel. And to feel seen for her was this empowering state. It made, it gave her energy. It brought her all of these things. And when that clicked for her, not only could she physically see better, but mm-hmm. people could see her. She started like, it just like everything clicked and fell into place. You know, her, her, she had been eating healthy and doing workouts and was getting nowhere with that. She's like, I'm losing weight. I have more energy. She had a shift, a job opportunity showed up that a transitional role in that phase in her life. Mm -hmm. And it was really like things just started to click. But what happened is that she got into what we've been speaking on this energy of this is what she wanted. And so it wasn't the word joy for her, but it was this being seen and being seen for who she was. And that the physical 
physical being seen actually happened. And then physically things worked out and shifted. Her relationships changed, her emotions changed. Like it was one thing after the other. So what I say when I'm like, you guys, it doesn't have to be this massive drastic. Mm-hmm. I have to transform my life in one thing is when it clicks, you just intuitively know exactly what to do or all of the work that you've been doing, you start to get results because it's from a space of alignment with what is actually true mm-hmm. for you. And when I, when she shared that with me, I was like, oh, amazing because it's a simple little thing and it's just really acknowledging. So as people are listening and are like, yeah, 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 I want that. But when you actually say, this is really what I want and you feel it and you connect to it and you commit to it and you choose it, it can happen and it gets to happen and it gets to be a lot easier than we think. Because I think we make up all of these stories in our head of like, well, it's going to have to happen this way and I'm going to have to do all these crazy things. No, we don't have to make it that difficult. No. So it, and it and yet we, we complicate it sometimes. I, I think as women, we take something simple and complicated or question it. Um, sometimes it's a matter of just not believing in ourselves or the timing is not right. Or there are always naysayers when you're making mm-hmm. changes. And I think that's one of the hardest things for people to get by when they're making changes in themselves because the change may not be welcomed by those around them. Mm-hmm. And so you truly have to be invested in what you believe in for it to take. Otherwise, you can be derailed time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. And so how do you help people who say, well, I, I was doing okay, but then, um, you know, my best friend told me that I was crazy or, you know, things like that. Because negativity comes from a place of fear usually with Absolutely. other people who don't believe that, you know, why, why are you doing that? Why are you changing? You won't want to be my friend anymore. I'm making that one up, but you know, understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So, so what do you say to people then when they're in that position, they're making small changes to, to bring their life choices to where they'd like them to be, but they are having the naysayers because they're all out there. Mm -hmm. So again, it comes back to this choice of, well, what do you want? How do you want to feel? Do you want to feel in that, in that negative space or down or whatever. And so that, that's that point you can say, mm-hmm. okay, well, do I want to go down there with them or another? Well, I have a couple thoughts on this. Um, you know, everyone's just doing the best they can with the knowledge that they have. And maybe they don't know or understand what you're doing or how you're trying to make a change. It could be that, but also what you brought up with fear is they may be afraid, like, gosh, look at all the transformations they're making. I don't know if I can do that. So their fear gets projected in this negative way or this doubt from you. And it's not a doubt that they have in you. It's usually a doubt that they have internally within themselves. Exactly. Exactly. And so I look at those people, you know, questioning or saying you're crazy or negative or whatever as, I give myself a pat on the back. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm doing the work. I'm showing up. (laughs) I'm changing. Cool. Good job, Katie. Keep going. And instead of, you know, allowing their fear to, to derail you, you can see it as 
I'm growing, I'm shifting, I'm changing. And people are like, I don't know if I like this because it's different. Mm -hmm. We, we like, you know, we like things to be consistent and the same and normal and whatever, but we, when there's change, we get disrupted and that can be response, a response to positive or negative change. And so people just don't know because it's not something that they're used to because you're doing something differently and you're showing up in a different way, but don't get derailed by that. Just acknowledge the fact that you're doing something different and it's good. And again, it's a choice that you have made to make these changes and transformations, but also a choice that you made to to respond and how you react to it. So I say, congratulate yourself and say, awesome. I, I agree with you. I you want. Yeah. Right. Well, and you, you're again, giving people the dichotomy. You can choose to be comfortable in your chaos and you can stay there or you can make a choice and disrupt and change your chaos and crazy into something that really works for you. I think often too, women have spent all that time, as we mentioned earlier, nurturing other people, doing for others, people pleasing, all of that. And when it comes time and the opportunity to make changes for yourself later in life, it's a little daunting sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so some people embrace it, you know, as yeehaw and, you know, roller coaster on. And other people are more on the merry-go-round, just let's go slower at this, etc. to use an analogy. And I think that all of that is very normal. But again, do you feel that self-awareness plays a role there so that people know where their comfortable is? Yes. And I think that one thing that I want to share is that like the self-awareness piece mm -hmm. doesn't always come easy. I'll be 100% honest with you. For a very long time, I was so disconnected to my my feelings, my emotions, and all of this stuff because I spent so much time worrying about everyone else. Mm -hmm. And once I started to realize, I, I remember this like very vividly. I um, had been in a relationship, and if anyone can hear this, like I'm sure most women have been here, you know, you have, you're in a relationship and you're doing so much for the other person. You're trying to help them. You're trying to quote unquote change them. And they're not maybe the person that you thought they would be, or you end up getting hurt or, or you're heartbroken or anything like that. And so I realized that I had some pretty codependent patterns and behaviors and my heart was broken, stepped on, crushed, run over by 17 trucks. And <laughs> I was just really hurt. And I just remember waking up. I, I, it was like this weight on my chest, like an elephant was stepping on me. And I just was like, gosh, I can't catch a breath. I couldn't breathe. And so whenever I felt that way, I, I moved my body and I went for a run. And I'm in Chicago. I ran along the lake mm -hmm. and I was running and I was running. And then I stopped dead in my tracks and I was like, Katie, you've been running from yourself your whole life. You've been running from your feelings. You've been running from your emotions. You've been running from you because you're so worried about everybody else. And as soon as I kind of made that realization, that weight of crushing and this like elephant sensation, and I used to always get sick and chest colds and, and lose my voice. And so it's interesting that as soon as I've made this realization a few years ago, I don't get sick anymore. But anyways, that's a side note. Um, it, this, it felt like this weight was lifted off of my chest. 
and I could finally breathe. And then I kept running and it was like, and I, I've, I'm a runner, like I've run in the past and run marathons and things like that, but I hadn't run in, in a while. And I ran farther and faster than I had in years. And I got back from that run and I looked myself in the mirror and I said, <laughs> Katie, you are never going to let your happiness be dependent on somebody else because you you get to experience and feel whatever you want. And if that's sad, bawling, crying on the floor, then that's fine. And if it's joy and if it's good, then that's beautiful too. But to know that we pretend that we're fine all the time, Mm. but we don't have to. And so when you need a moment to just sit and cry and be sad, give yourself that time and allow yourself to experience that and feel it. Because when we pretend that we're fine all the time, and I'm saying this from experience and I did it for 30 years and I'm glad that, you know, a few years ago I was able to make this change, but is feel it when it's bad, but don't dwell in it, but, but allow yourself to feel the bad but also connect to the good and allow yourself to feel the good and know that you can shift from either way whenever you want. But but feel the feelings. Feelings are all good to feel. <laughs> We're coming yeah. in up on our last break. Again, thank you for sharing that story. That was an excellent story. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Wise Health for Women Radio. Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return these short messages. It's marching Did you ever wonder how reindeer survive the severe cold? Well, they snuzzle around for some moss to eat. Moss contains a special chemical that helps keep their body fluids warm. And they're going to have to keep warm if they're going to pull Santa's sleigh every year. Santa's sleigh was originally called a wing doodle. Both male and female reindeer grow antlers, but male reindeer drop their antlers at the beginning of winter. I can't help but wonder why Santa's reindeer from Rudolph to Blitzen had male names. Since they had antlers, they would have had to be female. We women should have known only females would be able to drag a hefty man outfitted in a red velvet suit, originally called a hoopin' daddy, all around the world in one night and not get lost. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. Weight Watchers magazine reports that 49% of Americans start their day by eating cereal. Choosing the right cereal is important. Be sure that the cereal you choose is whole grain. Studies have proven that whole grain cereals can help you lose weight. The first ingredient on the box should be whole wheat, oats, brown rice, or rye. Be mindful that if your cereal has fruit in it, that it is real dried fruit and not fake fruit. Fiber is an important element, and cereals should contain 5 or more grams. Also check out the sugar content. Since 4 grams is equal to 2 teaspoons of sugar, choose a cereal that has 8 grams or less. Select a good cereal to start your day on the right track. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond.
Welcome back. We're continuing our discussion with Katie Henry, and we're talking about our desires, basically, what we want to do and how we would like to change, etc. And, and Katie, I'm going to imagine that for some women, voicing what they want and acting upon what they want is not an easy shift. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. And I have to say from personal experience, I was like, wait a second, do I really want to do this? I don't know what that will be like. So um, there's a couple of things with this. So this, I mean, I could talk for hours about our desires and, and what we really want and how we want to feel and how we want to show up. But it is really, truly, especially as women, um, when we get aligned and clear on, on what we want and what we are, our desires are and our desires are a feeling. It's not like, I want to get a promotion in my job or I want to have a happy family. Like, <laughs> yes, that's great. But how do you want to feel with that? Do you mm -hmm. want to feel accomplished? Do you want to feel heard? Do you want to feel seen? Do you want to feel proud? Do you want to feel joyful? Do you want to feel at peace? Oh my gosh, peace was a huge desire for me for so long. As I'm sure a lot of people listening, and I'm sure you have at, at moments too, Linda, you're like spinning this hamster wheel of life and you're like, can I just take a breath, mm -hmm. please? So these, it's a feeling. It's not like checking goals off of a list and checking things off a to-do list. And we all, we all, those are things we quote unquote have to do is like, we get right. to feel a certain way. And so when you really get clear on your desires and you come from that space, you can experience things in a much different way. But when you get clear on what you want, like how you want to feel, you actually, it's easier for you to then communicate that because you're a lot clearer on it. But what I think the most important thing is when it comes to, yeah, you, you identify it, but then you communicate that with other people is that affects so many interpersonal relationships on mm -hmm. every single level from, from a marriage, from a, a family to a child, to a work relationship, to, you know, a business relationship, to everything. And we're, you know, like we were saying before, as human beings, we want connection with others. Mm -hmm. But how can we have connection with other people if we're not connecting to ourselves and what we want, how we want to feel and how we want to show up. So you first have to kind of identify what you desire, but then is communicate it from a space of, of assertiveness. Mm -hmm. So for me, I was like, oh, assertiveness is not good. That's pushy. That's rude. That's, that's like, aggressive. You know, <laughs> aggressive. And no, like, those are like, there's, there's assertiveness, there's aggressive, and then there's passive aggressive. And I don't know right. about anyone listening mm -hmm. or you, but yeah, I was passive aggressive for a really long time. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> but I think one. Right. And so when you, when you identify what you desire, how you want to feel, you can then communicate from a space of assertiveness. And what assertiveness really truly is, is identifying, this is what I want. This is, this is how I feel. And this is how I feel in this situation. It's just being honest and just communicating from an honest standpoint. And so you can be, uh, you know, more passive aggressive and pretend that everything is great and fine and you have this little sarcastic mode around you or like I used to do you know 10 years ago with my roommate I remember my roommate <laughs> a few years ago um, being like I'm so grateful that you cleaned up all the dishes in the sink when there's like a pile of you know what I mean and that's mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. rude um, 
and you you can communicate that way, or you can say, you know what, um, I, I feel that you don't appreciate me when you leave this dirty stuff around here. You're not you're not coming across as being aggressive or rude because you're explaining I feel this way. Right. That's what assertive communication is. But you also can communicate your desires from that way. I would like to feel heard in this conversation, especially in a relationship, you know, right. I, I see what you're saying. I understand your point, but I'm having a hard time, you know, in this conversation because I feel that you are ignoring what I have to say, or I feel this way. And, and you just insert, I feel, and you just be honest with how you feel and you come, come across it with that way versus communicating in, in a way where you're like, you're a horrible person, you're rude, you're mean, you're evil. That's aggressive. That's aggressive communication mm -hmm. because you're accusing of things. That person may not be those things that you're accusing them of, but that's how they're making you feel. So if you say, I feel that you are doing that, and you don't want to blame anybody. So you just, you just communicate how you're feeling and that, and then you can say, I want to feel this way. So you identify what you're feeling in that moment. You identify how you want to feel and you just communicate from that space. And that's what being assertive is. It's not aggressive you're you come across as aggressive if you are blaming and you're making statements about something or someone in any way shape or form but does that make sense because i think it does and i think it brings it back to what we spoke about earlier is it's impossible to change others you might mm -hmm. be successful if you're truly blessed but <laughs> you can change yourself Right. And so it's taking the personal responsibility and the personal accountability for your part in the communications. You really can't be responsible for how other people respond to you unless you're trying to refine how you're communicating because you're trying things out if you're changing. Right. But I, I do believe that most of us truly want to feel heard, especially since there's so much noise these days. Oh, so yeah. much noise, so much business. And you know how you feel? When someone listens to you, truly hears you, it's special. Mm -hmm. So special and so powerful. And I think it it goes back to our conversation around connection. Is you want we want to feel heard, we want to feel seen, we want to we want to be connected with people. And that's really the simple point of it. You know, if you look at any relationship, any argument that you end up getting in, any fight that you get in, is really truly because you weren't you weren't feeling heard. And that's and that's, that's really honestly what it boils down to a lot of times. I look at like all of the, you know, we all have so many different types of relationships, but I just look at all of that type of stuff and say, man, all I really wanted was for them to hear what I had to say. But, but don't you, you think it's very hard these days, again, yeah. with so much noise, so many labels, um, so many ways to shut down conversations. It takes a strong person to persist on the, I, I, I would love you to hear me. I would mm -hmm. like you to listen to me. I, I, perhaps I'm saying it in a way that doesn't make sense, so I'll try again. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think we try hard, but we have to really believe in what we would like to be heard about, don't you think? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, and I think it comes easier for other people. Like, honestly, for me, it's pretty easy because I'm a very passionate person and I have strong <laughs> opinions, And I, but that's just who I am. And so 
actually, what's interesting is that we all do know what we what we want or, mm-hmm. or what we need, and we end up being like, oh, I don't care, or being wishy-washy or whatever, because we're so worried about everybody else and what their thoughts are and what their opinions are. But the honest, real truth of it all is everyone's actually pretty selfish and people are usually pretty in their own heads about a situation or a story or whatever. So if you're getting in a fight with somebody about something or something happens in a relationship or at work and you go into your own head, oh my, I should have changed this, I should have done that. The other person is doing the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. So if we just are honest with what's going on and you can have a conversation that is simply... I am really mad right now and I'm frustrated and I, I don't know what else, but I just, I have to say that maybe we don't have this conversation right now. We like sidebar it and we, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But if you just communicate that versus like losing it over, you know, someone putting the fork upside down in the dishwasher and you wanted it to be pointing up. I can't even tell you how many, how many fights I had about like stupid little things like that. Mm -hmm. But it was because I wasn't being honest with how I felt and I kept pretending like everything was fine and I was pushing it down and I was pushing it down. And then it just becomes this like, pot that is going to boil over at some point. And so then you blow up and you get angry or you get in a fight or an argument about something dumb. And it wasn't about that. Right. But because you weren't honest and you weren't communicating your feelings or your emotions or your desires or whatever, from the beginning, you just go off the deep end and fly off the handle. And I'm saying this from experience because I've done this so much in my life and all of us do. We, we just, we're people, this happens. Right. right. So it's just the more you can be honest and communicate from that space. Um, it's just going to help in all different areas of your life, relationships, work, everything. It's it all interconnected. It is all interconnected. And I think we feel more freedom as we get older as we know more about ourselves, what we like, what we dislike, what we accept, what we choose not to accept. And I think some people are comfortable in their chaos, but you don't have to join in that chaos. I Mm. would like to make sure people have time to hear where to find out more information about you and your website and your Facebook group. So could you share that with us now? Absolutely. So my website is drkatiehenry.com kept it simple. And that's actually all of my um, social media handles as well. Mm -hmm. Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, all of that jazz. Um, So if you love technology, um, check me out on any of those platforms. Um, I have a group that is called um, on Facebook, you can search it. It's called Fuel Your Joy. Um, And I basically share all of this type of stuff. Um, But I really am honestly 100% about being able to shift people's energy into this state of joy and feeling better um, all the time. So I share in there all sorts of goodness. Um, And on my on my website, there's all sorts of freebies, videos, YouTube things, watch whatever resonates with you. And um, I have all sorts of gifts that you can check out um, either in the group or through my website. And if anything I say resonates with you, you know, let's, let's connect and reach out. I think that as women, we don't ask for help enough. So if there's any way that I can help and support, I am more than happy to do so. Katie, thank you for sharing your joy your passion, your wisdom 
with us. I, I think we've learned a lot. You've passed on a lot of really excellent tips on how to shift your energy so that it flows and it really reflects what you want to be, not what you perhaps are at this moment. And change is possible. So thank you. You, you are so welcome. And I just want to say, I say this to everybody, is to go do something today that brings you joy and you can live fueled by joy at any age. You can shift at any moment. Any moment. And what if you don't do it now, why not? Right. There, someday is not a day. Thank you for listening today. And we'll be back next week with another guest, intriguing shows. And we are so glad that you've joined us. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com.